0: Hey everyone! Before the show starts, I just want to give a quick word from our sponsor, Assurance DNA. Sometimes you're put in that position where you might not know the child is yours, or maybe you might be pregnant and unsure if the child is his. Well, Assurance DNA is here to help you and find the answers to your questions. Assurance DNA is a paternity testing service with access to over 5,000 testing locations across the country. They provide legal paternity testing and home paternity test kits. So, just in case you can't leave the house. Assurance DNA has a network of mobile collectors that could come to you. Assurance DNA is partnered with DNA Diagnostic Center, a trusted source for DNA testing that has processed over 20 million DNA tests since 1995. At Assurance DNA, you're not just a number; you're family. When you call, you speak to a paternity testing expert who will give you the guide through the entire process. Everyone's situation is unique, so visit assurancedna.com to schedule a free consultation or give them a call at eight seven seven three six two. Six four five zero. Once again, 877-362-6450 to speak to a paternity expert. So order a Peace of Mind Home Paternity Test Kit today and get 10% off today using the code PARENTING. Assurance DNA provides a prepaid envelope for you to return the samples to its laboratory partner. Assurance DNA. Confidence in knowing. Okay, so let's stop. why? One, three, two, one. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Parenting on Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for another week. Hope everything is going well with everyone at this time, wherever you're hearing this. Past couple of weeks have been pretty pretty okay on the parenting side. Uh, I'm not going to complain about that. But for the past couple of weeks, I've been thinking a lot about just life in general, why I'm doing certain things, especially why I'm doing this podcast. And I know I've I've mentioned it before, but for this episode, I want to talk about why I'm doing this podcast. I've talked about this before, my reasons why, but now I'm thinking like, who am I doing this for? And it's a simple answer, but just me thinking about things, going into my own thoughts. I started Unraveling a bunch of things. So if you don't know by now, which I'm pretty itch everywhere, there have been recent attacks on Asian people, young, elderly, and most attacks and robberies on Mexican street vendors. Now to say that all these attacks are, especially with the Asian community, all these attacks are from white supremacists is a little little far-fetched, a little stretch, which With almost every attack or every other attack, you you hear that phrase being thrown out. But with the people actually being arrested, it's a mix of different races. But regardless, there's a problem that we are having, we as a whole people, and fortunately, there's a solution. Out of these attacks, we have seen two respective communities come together and gather themselves amongst others and demand the end to the ruthless hate. Not only are these people getting beating and robbed but a few vendors were also getting killed and i was hearing a few other podcasts recently most notably the megaman podcast at ranting with ramos and they were talking about our people coming together and supporting one another to lift us all around and when i mean our people i'm talking about the more mexican side if you want to say the latinos or hispanics which i don't like using personally but i'm just gonna say the mexican side but sadly, when you hear a lot of others talk about that, it gets clouded by drama and petty envy. That's part of our culture too. Taking experience from my family, as much as they were excited and happy when you've accomplished something, either being doing something good or bettering yourself, they were a bit two-faced and as soon as you would turn their back, they would turn around and talk their shit. For them, it was okay that you did good, but they love to see you fall. And most importantly, they love to see you come ask for help. So it fuels their trash talking. And sadly, that's how it goes all around for a bunch of people. And as petty as it is, it's small and selfish. And as I was in my family bubble, I thought my family was the only one that did that. When I started exploring everything, started exploring more about the world around me, most notably going with friends, getting better, better and bigger interactions with their family, I found out that my family was the only one that did it. It was other families too, and it's just part of one small little part of the Mexican culture that I was involved in. I was around. So when I hear the term culture, I hear some people who have you know big platforms say they do stuff for the culture. And I'm not just talking about Mexican culture right now, I'm talking about in general. You know, but that's just the way someone says something to, and that's just the way for someone to say what someone does from a specific race represents their culture. But what happens when you don't fit the mold of that culture? You're stuck on the outside trying to make sense of what's going on, and you don't go along with everyone else. And sometimes that culture you're looking at can turn on you and start acting like a cult. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I've had it happen to me where I'm Mexican American and because I don't have the same views or, let's say, more of a similar upbringing to the ones that they, to the people who call themselves, you know, Chicanos, Chicanos, or Latinos, I get looked at and put aside for not having the same struggles or speaking the language. So this was always a little bit more of a a nudge to be more linear with. Not being completely immersive in the culture, but more I was just going along on the side of it, you know, looking in and seeing what's going on, but not really being too much a part of it. And you know honestly, it just sucks when you're looked at and not being considered or being told that you're not a real Mexican all um because faults that you have no control of. yeah, I was dark, but I didn't speak the language. And the words that I would try, I would sound I would sound white, according to them. I would get made fun of. And as another petty thing too that I' always get thrown at me is because my direct parents weren't immigrants from here. And as crazy as that is, there are little little bits of hate that go along within the culture within the Mexican people. So if you're not all from there, if you're not all from Mexico at a certain generational point, there are people that are going to talk shit to you. And that's what happened to me. They talk shit to me because A, I didn't speak Spanish, and B, my parents weren't from Mexico. They were born here. And even more so, when they went even more deeper, I got shit talked to me about my grandma being born here and not from Mexico. Faults not on my own, but still. You get the shit in on the stick, and it kind of develops in how you look at things and to be honest, I've always classed with the quote unquote culture people because I'm not scared to call them out on what I feel is not right, even though what I'm saying is going against their agenda and the only defense they have is while well, you're going against our people instead of going for you know basic logic and moral values but I don't hold any grudges on them because they just want to do what they feel is best for their people and sometimes carrying the weight of all that could kind of skew your your views on little things or you really don't want to hear some of the answers that are not going along with the ones you actually do want to hear whatever let them be them right but I'm not going to compromise my moral values and submit to anyone who's a part of a specific group and that's just in general so with me thinking about this if I'm doing this for the culture it's not really my answer That may be for others, but personally, it's just not part of my vision. But what I'm doing this for is for the people who are not ready to speak out on their own problems, some of their issues and other circumstances they may have, you know, grew up in. And so far, I'm finding out that some struggles and issues that I've gone through, different people from different backgrounds, cultures, races have similar encounters, but not that our struggle binds us. But the fact that a lot of people are acknowledging it is a good sign to see where a lot of us are not letting what hurt us define us, but it's letting us move forward. And it's honestly, it's a bitch sometimes because it's so easy to fall under the pressure, fall under the stress, and just get mowed over over from these emotions. What I'm finding out about strength within myself and others too is that the human spirit's totally conquers all of that. Just sometimes we need a little bit more inspiration to find that little bit of will to get that foot moving, but some happens quicker than others, but you know that's okay. And seeing and hearing from some and hearing and seeing from what some have gone through and to see the how they are now for what some have gone through and to see how they've become such great people, it's a huge inspiration to me. So what I started as me going on a journey to find a better understanding to what it means to be a parent without having that example of direct parents above me, it has turned more into a better appreciation of the title of the word parent. But not only that, but friend, father, cousin, and husband. I'm looking forward to have future guests on who have different aspects on being a parent and to the role they've seen as kids. Anything from being a single parent to having big families step parents divorce to experiencing that you know when you're a kid or even what they're doing now, and just this little small aspect of being able to open up and talk on a podcast, even though I mean I don't have millions of followers or listens, but the few that I do have listening to me, you know I do appreciate it, and it's something a part of I guess you could say the old culture that I grew up in, is that we're very prideful people. And, you know, it still even goes around right now. We're very prideful people, and we're scared to show our emotions. And even bigger than that, we're scared to ask for help. But what I'm seeing through my eyes and seeing through a lot of different, you know, parents, fathers, is that being able to ask for help is not a weakness. It's a Big tremendous value of strength, and a little bit of, and a little part of you that you know hesitating to ask for help, even something as small as ha- asking your wife or spouse or significant other for help. That little gut feeling that's just that's just pride messing with your head. And yes, I got that from Pulp Fiction, but it applies. <laughs> and growing up in my family, it was always if you asked for help. You were weak. You got shit talked about you. And when you did good, it was bad too. So you're damned if you're, you do, you're damned if you don't. So what the hell do you want a kid seeing all this to really think and to process what to do in life? So there was a big part of me that was always quiet. Well, I'm still quiet now. Not for the, that not that specific reason. There's a big part of me that was always quiet, was stubborn. They didn't want to ask for help for anything. And now I'm not really... Ashamed or bothered when I do need help. Do I ask all the time? No, because I don't I don't need it. And it sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm talking about these harsh, deep situations where it's, you know, a matter of life and death or, see a birth of a child or, you know, something major like that. I'm not talking about, like, a day-to-day basis where you need to go to the market or, I don't know, something's going on with your kids, something small. I'm talking about the major major necessity amount of stuff. I'm not saying, you know, cry wolf, say you need help every single time when you really don't, but, you know, the the tough times, and that's what I've seen during the tough times. There's a lot of unnecessary struggle that goes on because, I mean, we are stubborn to ask for help, and it, it just happens, and what I've seen is that asking for help is looked upon as you're failing, and it's actually the quite opposite. I never knew another answer other than me failing, you failing, or somebody. But being able to acknowledge and ask for help is an eye-opening thing because you're realizing that you're trying to do everything you can. You're trying to do everything you can to the best abilities, whatever tools you have, but need that little little bit of extra. And sometimes we have that within ourselves. Sometimes we need to ask for somebody else. And that's no way something that should be demeaning, but as a culture that's always, I got to do it myself. A culture that's very masculine, very macho. It's it's a big turndown. And I'm glad that me starting to do this podcast, I'm seeing a lot of the opposite of that. So it's a big inspiration for me. It's hopefully everyone that goes to that or everyone that does not themselves, they inspire themselves to continue doing that. And to answer my question, who am I doing this for? I'm doing this for everyone who's willing to listen. Everyone who's willing to get whatever info they can, share it, maybe inspire themselves so they could tar- start talking about things, start talking about issues. And just me doing this has really helped me a lot. And I know there's a couple of fathers who listen to this. And it's just nice to hear some of you not afraid to let it all out. And those of you who know me, you know that I'm an open book. I don't hold anything back. If you have anything you want to ask and have any questions on, I'm always free to open up and just tell you straight out. And that's it for this episode. Thanks again for listening for another week. And be nice. <laughs>